everyone, and welcome back to Can't Hardly Wait Minute. The podcast where we analyze the 1988 graduation party classic, Can't Hardly Wait, one minute at a time. I'm your co-host, Aaron. I'm your co-host, James. We're at minute three, which begins with the third round of, if you're not going with anyone, and I'm not going with anyone. No! And goes, <laughs> and goes through, don't you want to keep your tassel? You know, for $5. <laughs> so... Our montage finally ends, Mm -hmm. which is good. It ends with presumably Chris Moore um, telling someone that he is naked under his gown. Yes. Do we know who plays Chris Moore? No, he is not in the credits. I would assume it is still Harry Elfont, but I don't know. Because he sure sounds like Steve Zahn, who is obviously way too old to be a high school student. Actually, is he? Because he was... Rough, he played a character roughly the same age as Ethan Embry in That Thing You Do. You know what? I was We were watching that. We showed the kids That Thing You Do to, uh, the past couple days. Um, mm-hmm. And I always forget that Guy was in the army. And he doesn't reveal that until he's talking to Del Paxton. And he's like, and I, I, um, I, a couple of them got swiped when I was stationed in Germany and you were playing in Germany. All this stuff. And I'm like, oh, yeah. oh right. He was stationed in Germany. I always forget that. Uh, Steve Zahn was born in 1967. So in 1998, he would have been 31. So it could have been his voice. He could he could voice a, a teenager. It's probably. possible. I have found that there are a lot of people who sound like Steve Zahn, though. Have you, have you watched Upload? Have I asked you that already? No, I have not. There is the, the best friend character in the Upload land. Yeah. Sounds like Steve Zahn and looks like Bill Pullman's son. Like if Steve Zahn and Bill Pullman had a baby, it would be this man. Like we were watching it and Kevin's like, is that Bill Pullman's son? Does Bill Pullman have a son? I was like, I don't think that's Bill Pullman's son. But at least in the show, he has like kind of a, if you photoshopped Steve Zahn and Bill Pullman's faces, like young Bill Pullman's faces together, and he's got like the same kind of Bill Pullman-y hair, and sounds a lot like Steve Zahn. Huh. But, well, I mean, hey, I, I don't hate that combo. Yeah. Up, upload is very cute. And I'm mad that I have to wait for season two. So. Right. But this is not upload minute. This is can't hardly wait minute. So we're at graduation and Chris Moore tells someone... I'm naked under my gown, and did you hear Mike dumped Amanda? Well, he, he he reveals the three pieces of information that we've heard going around. He's naked, and the guy has heard of that. He's heard that. Uh, there's a big party after tonight after graduation. He's heard that, too. And in one of my favorite bits of foot acting, which I didn't realize I had opinions <laughs> on, he says, uh, and did you hear Mike, Mike broke up with Amanda? And the mm-hmm. uh, loafers, I think I recall? I don't remember what... Uh, turn towards Chris Moore and like, what? We are only seeing these two actors from like the knees down. Like they're sitting and we are basically just looking at their feet. Yeah, exactly. So then uh, we pan up really quick and we we meet our first character, Preston. Preston Myers, who appears to be mm-hmm. a bit of a nerd. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the way that this movie does this, when we meet a new main character... Yes. Significant character. It doesn't do this for everybody, thank goodness. But when we meet a new significant character, it basically does kind of a yearbook snapshot. So it, you know, you get a freeze frame that goes to grayscale and looks as though it's been 
you know, put into a yearbook page where it tells you the person's activities, where they're going to, like what their plans are after high school, and then whatever their senior quote was. So Preston Myers was on the Literary Journal, Mm -hmm. was in the Honor Society, and was a swimmer. So a yep. li- little bit of a nerd. I feel like swimming is one of the nerdier sports that one could do in high school. I, I think I agree with that. Like, you know, I mean, there are... It's the cross country with water. I mean... Yeah, yeah, like, it's... You don't need to interact with other people. Yeah. A lot. I mean, there's relays and stuff, yeah. but like... Yeah. It's, it's like, it's not a team sport. It's one that like, it's not surprising to find out that, you know, the swimmers also are the good students who are, you know, on the literary journal. Right, right. Uh, Preston has plans to go to Dartmouth. Mm-hmm. And Preston's senior quote is, Beware of all enterprises that require new clothes by Thoreau. So that is from uh, Walden in the section called Economy. And the full quote is, I say, beware of all enterprises that require new clothes and not rather a new wearer of clothes. If there is not a new man, how can the new clothes be made to fit? So it's basically not like, Hey, don't do anything that they make you wear a uniform or whatever. It's more like you need to change yourself before you change your path in life sort yeah. of stuff. There's some very thorough sort of deal. Yeah. Very pretentious Preston sort of stuff. Yeah. I'm sure you <laughs> and I have talked about this before, but I hate Thoreau so much. I uh, don't know if we've talked about it, but when I was looking at it, I was like, Aaron um hates Thoreau yeah and I don't know if I don't know if we have talked about it or if I just you just have that vibe that you thoroughly hate him I do thoroughly hate him um I have never read Walden however I have swum in Walden Pond uh on more than one occasion it's very cold okay (laughs) well that's but that's Massachusetts for you that is Massachusetts Um, so let's talk a little bit about Ethan Embry yes um and by a little bit I mean a little, I guess a little bit. Um, <laughs> uh, so he is credited uh, for the beginning of his career as Ethan Randall. Mm-hmm. And uh, the last time that that credit was used was in the movie Empire Records. Yep. Um, so uh, he has his top three is uh, he was Bobby Ray in Sweet Home Alabama. Mm-hmm. Um, TB player in That Thing You Do. Yep. And Mark in Empire Records. He was also in a far off place, also with Reese Wither- with, with Reese Witherspoon. Did you ever see a far off place? No. All right. Here's the plot synopsis. Uh, warning: It is a little bit uh, white privilegey. So, okay. um, Reese Witherspoon plays a diplomat's. It's a little bit white privilegey. Um, we, she plays a diplomat's daughter uh, in Africa, and for okay. some reason, the bad guys kill her family. And Ethan Embry is also a person whose family lives or works there or whatever. So then they have to traverse the, like, Sahara or something to get to a place where they can, uh, I guess they run away from the killers and they find themselves in the desert and they have to sort of survive in the desert. Um, okay. They, they do have a an African person there with them that helps them. Um, okay. But they sort of have to learn not to be, I guess it's, it's white privilege, but also sort of like a, hey, check your privilege sort of deal. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, it's young Ethan Embry and young Reese Witherspoon. Uh, it's probably 1992 or something. Oh, I grew wow. up watching it and I forgot about it. And I've remember I've had like three or four occasions where I've remembered that A Far Off Place is a movie that exists. 
He was in an episode of The Walking Dead. Yes, he was. Um, did he I think die he in may that? Have, he, spoilers for The Walking Dead. Yes, he did. Gotcha. <laughs> I don't remember how. Mm, zombie. Surely probably. he. I'm yeah. I'm sure that he turned. Right. But I don't specifically remember it. Yeah. He was in ten episodes of Once Upon a Time. I don't remember what his deal was. I remember it roughly. So when Ethan Embry was a kid, when he was still credited as Ethan Randall, he was in a movie with Ed O'Neill called Dutch, which I've only seen. I have, there are, there's a whole swath of movies that I only have the experience of having seen their cover in the video store. Okay. And Dutch is one of them. Okay. Um, then years later, they were both in what apparently was a 2003 uh, TV show of Dragnet. Where Ed O'Neill played Joe Friday and uh, and Ethan Embry played a guy named Frank Smith. Okay. Um, it was produced by Dick Wolf. It aired on ABC after a 12-episode season that both their characters basically got, got written off the show. But they were replaced by, um, among other people, uh, Eva Longoria was in season two. Okay. And it basically was canceled after five seasons of that. Uh, I'm s- quite frankly shocked <laughs> it made it five seasons. Uh and then I, for uh, for people that have it, I've written down a couple pieces from the trivia section of their IMDb, IMDb page. Um, so here's okay. what I wrote down for Ethan Embry. Uh, Can't Hardly Wait opened the day before his 20th birthday. Okay. Uh, he writes with his left hand but plays guitar with his right hand. That makes sense. Um, a lot of us lefties, as you know, do you, have had to learn to do things right-handed. Right. Do you, when you say you play guitar with your right hand, do you strum or move your fret notes hands? I would assume that would be um, the fine motor part of it, okay. the moving your fingers on the frets okay. and strings. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, because other because that's the main part of guitar playing is what you're doing with your huh? Because strumming, you I mean, it doesn't really matter what your motor skills are; you can do that either way. So I would say that if there's a difference between the way he writes and the way he plays guitar, yeah. The weirdness of the the reason that's worth noting is because the fine motor skills he's doing different things with each hand. Right, right. Um, yeah. Oh, geez, I don't need advice. Okay. Um, I was qu- gonna quickly see if Google was able to like just be like, it's this. Uh, I do all fine motor with left and gross motor with right. Is are you the same or do you do all everything with left? Um, I do most fine motor with left. Okay. But some things now, of course, I can't think of what they are right. but i know that there are some things like oh cut like cutting with scissors. oh sure but that's just just because of i've the system. grown up right. yeah i've grown up in a world where like i tried to use left-handed scissors once it did not go well it looked like a small child was picking up scissors for the first time i count that as gross motor i think that's gross motor skill i know it's probably counting oh. as a as a fine motor but i think it's a large okay. sort of like i maybe i or maybe i cut weird <laughs> That's also possible. Um, yeah, when you said gross motor, I figured you meant like throwing like a throwing ball. Like throwing a ball or like uh, I prefer to punch with my right hand, sort of stuff like that. I'm trying. I think my left is. My left is definitely my I'm... jab and my right is definitely my uh, cross or whatever hook. I'm pretty ambidextrous when it comes to punching, yeah. but when I'm kicking, my left is strong. More like slambidextrous. Um, Slant, yeah. All right, that's right. Um, I almost just said the same thing you said, but there's no reason for me to do that. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, he was also in Vegas Vacation. Um, that thing you do uh, finished filming 
two days before Vegas Vacation started filming. So he got two days off in between those movies, uh, which is wild. Um, He won sixth place in a California gymnastics tournament at the age of 10. And apparently in this movie, Can't Hardly Wait, you can see him doing backflips. So interesting. uh, We need to watch for that after uh, the very, very, very problematic scene. Um, And that is all I have uh, for Ethan Embry slash Ethan Randall. So um, yeah, talented young man. Um, He apparently remembers almost nothing about uh, making this movie because he was so stoned all the time. Oh, really? So. Wow. Now I'm going to watch for like space cadet eyes stoned Ethan Embry moments. (laughs) Yeah, I think he basically, he read the parts that he filmed and then never saw them all put together. Like, so he has a. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So. Huh. Weird. Uh, then, well, not the best way to go to work, <laughs> not, but no, no, he has a he has a poor Ethan memory. Uh huh. Um. All right. So the next thing, y'all are in for just like an entire movie's worth of these. So, <laughs> get ready for the pun king. Uh, we'll be doing this till September. All right. Uh, the next thing that I have, it grows on you. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> or you stop listening and you just never find out. Uh, next thing I have is about throwing uh, mortarboards. Do you have anything before they throw their mortarboards? Um, just that I noticed what song was playing, but we already covered that mm-hmm. on Monday. Right. So <laughs> we don't need to revisit that. Uh, so I wondered where the tradition of throwing graduation caps came from, because it seems weird. Mm-hmm. We were not allowed to do it. I'm going to get to that. So, okay. uh, in 1912, the Naval Academy became the first institution to start cra- tossing graduation caps at their commencement ceremonies. This is because Navy graduates had to serve their first two years as midshipmen before becoming full-fledged officers. And they, you get a different hat when you become a mid- when you become an, an officer. So you basically okay. toss your midshipman hat and then get your new hat. Oh, so, got it. Um, they presented the, the, the new hat was presented to them and they threw the old cap in there. So, uh, it spread to universities and then it became what the article called the triumphant symbol that it is today. Uh, this was a graduation uh, information and history website. So people have that that they've made. Um, Can I just say I love the way that your brain works because it would never have occurred to me to look that up. <laughs> and just like, yeah, I'm so fascinated by the things that you're like, I could research this. <laughs> Because I would never think to do it, and it makes our podcasts that we do together just so much richer. Well, I'm 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 excited and and gratified that you feel that way because boy, it would suck <laughs> if you hated it. Um. Oh, I would have told you <laughs> if I hated it. <laughs> uh, and it's been banned places. Uh, then it um the website linked to a Twitter video where someone was filming the caps being thrown up in the air, which was happening at night and among fireworks, which seems like a dumb thing to do. For like four mm-hmm. way, four reasons, um, but they got hit in the face with a with a graduation cap. So, yeah, I think that's why have, we were not yeah. allowed to throw them because they were afraid someone was going to lose an eye. People uh, apparently have been instructed by uh, their schools and stuff to pretend to throw the caps, and they'll Photoshop in caps later, which oh, is wow. the world we live in today. I'm pretty sure our school just said, "Don't, just do, don't it do it, or we won't give you your diploma." Right. Our pre- our principal was awesome. Um, yeah. My next note is that yeah. Preston talks like Dawson from Dawson's Creek, like hyper articulate, like um, something, 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 like just like using big words and speaking like incredibly clear, but not in sort of a like 
that's just how he talks, but in a sort of like, I'm trying to impress you with how smart I am and the words I know. So I will trust you. I did not watch enough Dawson's Creek uh, to, I think I watched maybe all of season one, but it was like as it was airing yeah. and I have not watched any since. So it's been a while. Have, has it been a while since you've seen the movie Scream? It has been probably since high school. Cool, okay. Yeah. Um, people that don't know Dawson's but do know Scream, just transpose any character from Scream into who I'm talking about. Kevin Williamson wrote both, and apparently he thinks teenage. And like there was lots of media coverage about apparently Kevin Williamson thinks that teenagers talk like 35-year-olds. So um, Okay. Uh, but like the idealized 35-year-old, not like actual 35-year-olds. Yeah. Um, sure. And then I have a credit for my next thing. Um, okay. Uh, and that is our next character, Denise. Denise. Do you want to talk about her yearbook entry? That doesn't show up until minute four. Okay. Then let's not talk about her yearbook entry, but let's learn a little bit about Lauren Ambrose. Um, okay. Uh, Lauren Ambrose her was born Lauren Ann D'Ambrusio. D'Ambrusio. Um, D'Amb- D'Ambrosio? D'Ambrusio. D'Ambrosio, probably. Uh, D-apostrophe-A-M-B-R-U-O-S-O. Italian. Okay. She's Italian. Uh, her top three, Claire in Six Feet Under, the role that she is probably most famous for. Um, in, like, the public's mind. In my mind, that's sure. this, and then Six Feet Under is also something I've watched her in. But um, Then she played Florence Chicklet Forest slash Anne Bowman in a movie called Psycho Beach Party, which I would like to tell you about right now. Okay. It's a spoof of the 1960s beach party slash Gidget slash Captain Geach and the Shrimp Shack Shooter sort of uh, surfing yeah. movie mixed with slasher horror films. Florence Forrest, played by Lauren Ambrose, a not-so-innocent girl in 1960s Malibu, becomes Chicklet, the first girl surfer at Malibu Beach. Only Florence suffers from dissociative identity disorder and occasionally her alter ego, Anne Bowman, a sexually aggressive, foul-speaking girl comes out during which time several beachgoers are found murdered. The suspects include Chicklet herself, surfer Kanaka, exchange student Lars, and even Chicklet's own mother. Well. So that's something. What's it called again? Psycho Beach Party. (laughs) <laughs> this seems like something that would make for an interesting live watch newsletter. She has won awards for this and uh, spoiler, she sings in it. So um, yeah, this movie. Yeah. So that's what I'll be watching for our next <laughs> newsletter that I write. Perfect. She also plays KW in uh, Where the Wild Things Are, um, which was animated. So I'm not sure which one KW was. I think there was a wild thing with red uh, hair, which makes sense because you can't cast Lauren Ambrose if the character doesn't have red hair, even if it's an animated monster. Um, but uh, I like that movie a lot. Uh, and then Newsy's Connection. Uh, okay. She is uh, a very recent um, credit of hers is that she plays Pulitzer's wife, Kate Davis, in a new documentary about Pulitzer. Um, oh, so, okay. Uh, yeah. And then uh, the last things I have are she was in seven episodes of Torchwood, which is a Doctor Who connection. Mm-hmm. And then she was in Coma. Which was a miniseries from 2012. There was a remake of a miniseries from like 1977 or something uh, that okay. I had forgotten entirely about until I was looking at her at her credits, and then it all came rushing back. It was I enjoyed it kind of a lot. It was sort of like a um, people are disappearing. She has to investigate. There's a nefarious uh, conspiracy sort of deal coming on. It, it was really good. Um, okay. 
Some trivia about uh, Lauren Ambrose. She was Audrey Niffenegger's personal choice for the role of Claire Ann Abshire in the adaptation of her novel, The Time, Tra- the Time Traveler's Wife. However, okay. uh, she was not... The IMDb says Niffberger, which isn't her name, uh, was not involved with the production and Rachel McAdams was cast instead. So if the author of the book had had, had her druthers, Lauren Ambrose would have been the wife, uh, which is interesting. Uh, yeah. She has been in uh, movies with uh, two movies with Paul Rudd, Diggers in 2006 and Wanderlust in 2012. Um, she is a, class, a classically trained opera singer. Um, okay. And she's been nominated for 17 things of the awards listed on IMDb. And she has won four of them. Three for Six Feet Under, which are a BAFTA and two SAG Awards. And one for uh, Psycho Beach Party and Swimming at the LA Outfest Award, which I've never heard of. It sort of sounds like perhaps an LGBTQ award. Just Outfest okay. sort of sounds like what you'd call an yeah. award ceremony of that type. But uh, So she's been nominated for lots and lots of things, uh, but only has won a couple of awards. I think she's very good, and I enjoy her quite a lot in this movie. Um, this is the only thing I've ever seen her in until um, a month or so from now when I watch Psycho Beach Party and basically live do a live uh, react for our newsletter PBP Um, and that's all I have for minute three okay Um, the only other thing I have is that they have to turn in their caps and gowns right which is interesting because we had to purchase ours So I don't know if that's like a by district thing or like, was it weird that we had to purchase them? Do most schools just have a bunch of them that they reuse? Like you would like chorus robes? That's what I'm thinking. I'm also thinking probably they're a lot higher quality than the crap ours were made out of, which was like, think, think of a flag. Nope. Not that nice a flag. Much worse. Even worse than that. There it is. That's what our graduation gowns were made out of. Like, it's yeah. like polyester or po- or maybe aspire to polyester sort of levels of scratchy. Yeah, somewhere between like a yard, like a cheap ass yard flag yeah. and those cheap pajamas that you get as kids yes. that like your fing- like your hand skin catches on. I hate those. I hate that fabric. I know. And I knew as soon as I said it, I was like, I shouldn't mention that. That's going to upset James. <laughs> these, but these gowns are upsetting. But you know exactly yep. what I'm talking mm-hmm, about, right? Mm-hmm. That's what ours were. That's what our robes were like. It's like cotton puts it out there so that they seem like a really great choice, which they are compared to that. Um, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. But also the thought of having to rewear, it's weird that they can pay $5. Well, we'll, we'll find out at the beginning right. of, well, no, we, we just found out yeah. you, uh, this minute ends with, don't you want to keep your tassel? So they can pay $5 to keep the tassel, but that tells me that they have to turn the hat back in. How many sweaty heads have worn these hats? Yeah. Or do they just chuck them at the end of every year? Yeah. I don't know. Which seems like just let everybody keep their mortarboard so they can chuck it themselves. What if the lining comes out and you put new lining in, but the mortarboard part of it and like the thing that comes down over the head stays there? Maybe. Like you put basically like a mortarboard condom on it. Gross. Mortarboard head condom, sorry. Well, well, with that... (laughs) um, I think that we should segue into social media so that if you would like to ask James more about mortarboard head condoms, mm-hmm. please don't do it at JE underscore Minute Movies. Please go to James's individual Twitter, which is 
at Unabashed James. And be sure to tag Aaron at Unabashedly Aaron. Hashtag mortarboard head condom. Please do not. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. Um, we are proud members of the Scavengers Network alongside a whole bunch of other great shows and creators, some of whom you can see on our Twitch stream, yes. which is twitch.tv slash the Scavengers Network. There is stuff going on every single night. We re- we are recording this far enough in advance that I don't even know what is going on at the time that these episodes are going to drop, yeah. so I'm not going to say it. But I do know that Morgan and I do a, we've been playing Dream Daddy that will be wrapped by the time this airs, but we have plans to continue every Saturday night at 9.30 Eastern doing a dating sim. Cool. So Fun. that one I know is consistent. Saturday there date nights. There are others that are Saturday date nights. There are probably others that are also consistent. Right. Presumably. But I don't want to guess at them because I am not involved in them, and there's a good chance that if I say that they're happening... The per- people who do them will decide not to yeah. before this episode airs. And Tracy is probably in them. That's all I know. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Tracy is on a lot of our Twitch streams. So, so. that's going to do it for us for today. Mm-hmm. We're going to wrap up this episode so that we can go record Minute 4. I can't hardly wait. It's so stupid. The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven, community-focused, treasured content.